Do you want to cut down on the day-to-day struggles in your home? Do you want to have more self-reliant kids so you don't have to do everything for them? Do you want to discover the number one mistake that parents can make and in fact often do make? Well, then you should sign up for the free online class I'm teaching in real time this coming Sunday, September the 18th of 2016. It'll be at 8.15 p.m. that evening, Eastern Standard Time. And I'm so excited to be able to teach it. It's the very first online class we've ever offered. And I think that you will get such value out of learning these three mistakes because the class is called Three Mistakes You Might Be Making That Hinder Your Young Child's Development. And I wanted to bring you this class because these are mistakes that I have totally made uh, when my kids were younger, even though I have some a real background, a really strong background in like early childhood education, and I know what's going on in, in, a, in a child's head, and I still made these mistakes, and I want you to not have to make them. So to sign up, all you have to do is go to weturnedoutokay.com, and at the top of the page, you'll see a picture with a big question mark in it, and the question mark has an adorable red button, it sort of looks like a Skittle, and uh, just tap that, and share your email address and your name, and we'll get you all signed up for the class. All right, here's the show. Enjoy. Come on, guys. We turned out okay. The Modern Parent's Guide to Old School Parenting. I'm going to hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke Cole. And now, here's your host, Karen Locke Cole. Hello, everybody, and I want to welcome you to something special that is uh, kind of a a new thing. Um, I've just opened the Ninja Parenting community, and one of the benefits of being a uh, joining, certainly joining during beta is you get to have a, uh, a parent coaching call with me. And today's guest is Sabrina, and she is one of the founding members of the Ninja Parenting community. And so she and I will get to kind of talk for the next 20 minutes or so about like what's what struggles she has as a parent. And, and you know, hopefully I can help a little bit. And I just want to say too, this, this episode is airing the Thursday because it's a Your Child Explained episode, but it's the Thursday after I got to interview Sabrina um, about her journey around the world with her young daughters and and uh, one of her daughters has some special needs, and we talked about that. Um, so that was this past Tuesday in Real Time's episode. And so, you you know, you I think once you hear this, you're going to want to go back and listen to that, because that was a great conversation if you haven't heard it already. And in the meantime, welcome, Sabrina. Hi, Karen. Hi, again. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to be talking to you. So um, when we talked about getting together to have this coaching call, you had mentioned that you're struggling. And if you want, if it's okay, I'll just read what you said, which is basically, uh, how do I get my six-year-old to have different strategies besides screaming as her first response? <laughs> and <laughs> it is so many kids' first response to scream, not, you know, not just six-year-olds, but younger and even older. And I'm just wondering, can you give me like a specific situation when this has happened? Uh, yeah, every day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, like I said, it's become kind of her auto response. So, you know, if I say, 
Amy, do you want a bowl for your cereal? Mommy! <laughs> yeah. Don't bother me right now. Or, uh, I don't know, or something like that. Or, yeah, it just it's just become automatic and everyday and it's just becoming really frustrating. And, and I've tried, like I, I talk to her and I say, like, we need to use our words. Don't raise your voice. Um, you know, there's always options. So if your first choice isn't available, let's talk through it and see what else we can do. But, um, it's, it's still not there yet. And of course what happens is, you know, then my response becomes like, Amy, don't yell at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then so I'm yelling to... at her. Yeah. Um, so I feel that we're not being very effective or I'm not being effective. Um, and I don't, I don't know. It might be just tied up with a lot of emotions. Like I think, I think like she definitely wasn't this way when she was five. It's definitely becoming more and more when she's six. And so okay. um, I do see a lot of, uh, jealousy and competition with her sister. Mm-hmm. And even if I explain that as well, like there's enough for both of you. Um, and, and then she also gets attached to really, really tiny details and then gets upset about those. And so, so for example, I emailed you this before too. Like one time, um, you know, she might, she might get upset about the color of the bowl. She wants the yellow bowl instead of, I mean, the blue bowl instead of the yellow bowl or, mm-hmm. um, we have lucky charms and she wants more charms than cereal. Yeah. Well, if she gets the charms, then she's upset. Now she wants more red balloon charms instead of <laughs> the blue moon charms. Yeah. You know, so just uh, such tiny things. And, or she'll have like, she'll have a bowl full of cereal, cereal right in front of her. And she looks over to her sister. Well, Hannah's got more, so I'm not going to eat my cereal. And she screams and cries about how Hannah always gets more. And I'm just like, can you please be thankful for that big bowl of cereal you have yeah. right in front of you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gosh, I mean, there's so, I feel like there's so much in there. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and, and actually just w- if I can give you one more example. Oh, sure, so please. This was, I believe, two days ago. Um, we went to Coldstone Creamery for a special treat because they had a gift card. Mm-hmm. And uh, she picked out her ice cream. She said, Mommy, can I have three toppings? I said, yes, you can pick three toppings. She picked her three toppings, but then she saw another one that she wanted. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, you told me three, you get three. And she starts screaming and crying. Yeah. And again, it's like, can you please be thankful that you have this ice cream with three toppings? Yeah, gosh, it and sounds... What she was, yeah, what she was screaming over was like marshmallows, which we have at home. It's like, we have those at home, yeah. Amy. Why are you crying about it? Yeah, I, I really, I mean, we see this a lot we saw this not so much now he's 12 so um he's grown out of it but we did see this a lot with our youngest when he was little i mean he's just it's like he's got this way that the world needs to be and mm-hmm. if it doesn't track with that he just is like what the heck <laughs> mm-hmm. and um and i th- you know what to be honest it sounds a little counterintuitive but what and this worked with me with preschoolers as well i mean uh, as a teacher i shouldn't just say with preschoolers but as a teacher and with um you know, with kids of kind of all ages, even adults sometimes, it's like we don't want to stick with the choices that we have made or we don't, we're not, we're kind of not satisfied, right? And um, especially if one of the things to think about, I think, is sometimes like the natural consequences will just naturally reinforce the fact that we can't have everything we want in life. 
You know what I mean? It's like, oh, sorry, the yellow bowl isn't available. I'm that's such a bummer. You could wash a yellow bowl or you could have this one. You know what I mean? Like and um and that what I really like about that is that we're now on the same side as them. We can be like we can be full of sympathy. I mean like, oh, that's really too bad. You know? And um but yet that's kind of how life is like, well, we've mm-hmm. already chosen these three toppings. I mean, we we can't change that now. And it, it is a bummer, but it's life. Right. I mean, does I don't know. Does Have you tried something like that? Could that work or? Um, well, we've been told to do that with our older daughter because she started getting away with a little too much. So we we had to really stick with our nose mean nose mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and they do push back on it at first, but she comes around. But I find my older one comes around a lot more quickly. But again, it could be just because she is older. That's exactly, um, in, the, in my family, that's exactly the same. I mean, it's so yeah. funny. Yep. Yeah. And so, um, and yeah, I have done that with Amy uh, sometimes too. Like if she gets upset about something about dinner, for example, and goes to the couch, then I'll just say, you know, well, you can come and eat your dinner. You can be hungry. Yeah, exactly. And she'll be angry about it at first, but eventually she'll come around. Yeah. Now, the challenge there is getting everybody on the same page because, you know, my my husband or when my mother-in-law was here, they do want to rescue. They do want to like, oh, I, she can't be upset, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I say to him, like, let her have her emotions let her scream, let her cry, let her go up to her bedroom until she calms herself down, you know, and then in 15 minutes or if, even if it takes a half an hour, she will come back down and she does. Yeah. Eventually she calms herself down, she comes back down and then she eats. Yeah. Yeah. Because she has to realize that like, this is how it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and the, what I like about this approach is we can be sympathetic about that. We can hate it too. Gosh, I've had, because I have this chronic illness, so I have stood at the sink with a sink full of dishes, I have uh, I have trouble with my hands and my forearms, mm-hmm. um, and so like I want to wash all the dishes in the sink. I want to do this special thing for my husband, for my boy, so they don't have to do it. And we have had it's happened more than once. I mean, it happened pretty recently, a couple months ago, where I stood and looked at my husband and I said, "I can't do all these dishes," and he was like, "I know." you can't. And I was like, but I want to. <laughs> and he says, I totally understand that, but you have to walk away. You can't do it. And, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's like, we can be sympathetic without, without being like, oh, I told you so or whatever. And, uh, not, I'm not saying that, that you, that you ever would do that. Um, cause that, I mean that when we say like, well, I told you that that was going to happen. I mean like that, that gets the biggest howls. I've totally done that with my kids and, and, and regretted it because then it's like, <laughs> now you're against yeah. them, right? Now you're kind of yeah. an enemy. Um, there was something, something that I wanted to kind of get back to. Um, just a sec. Oh, I had this in my mind. It'll come back. It'll come back if it's important, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, so the idea of letting the natural consequences be what happens or what can, oh, I know what it was. I knew it would come back. Um, this happens with every parent where they're yelling at us. So we yell back. Right. Mm. And I mean, I, I learning not to do that has been like a really, it was a great thing as a teacher. It's been a great thing as a parent to be able to like what, what I started to do and what I I'd love for you to try is to actually in the face of anger like that, make your voice really, really quiet, like actually get quieter. Um, 
Because then what happens is they have to stop and listen to you. Like, oh, I didn't hear that. What did she say? And it really, it, it works. It's like almost like a vacuum. You're, you're sort of creating this, uh, like when you yell, you're pushing out all this kind of energy or pressure. And when you are being really quiet, you suck that back. And so now your child has to be like, what? <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good little ninja tactic that, um, you know, that you might consider trying if you haven't already. Yeah, I have heard you say that before, I think either on another coaching call or in, in the book. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I have tried it a couple of times. So now it's just making it a habit. Exactly. So yes. many of these things, it's, it's exactly what it is, is like, because um, some of these things too, they don't take once or twice or three times. I mean, it can take, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a long, long time to, to sort of not just change our habits, but to change the results because... Um, you know, the important thing I think is to find what you're comfortable with. Like you say, uh, if you have a grandparent or, you know, a a friend or something like that, who's, who wants to be like, oh no, come to the table. It's okay, whatever. And for you, so it sounds like you've kind of been able to make a habit of saying like, listen, it has to be this way, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's a, those are good habits to kind of get into. Um, I have to ask, I, um, I have this written down for, because of in preparing for our conversation today. And I love this. You, we were talking about um, the first then ninja tactic first, you know, come and do this and then you can go back to doing what you want to do or whatever. <laughs> and you had said you had written, I used this today with my six year old, which is who we've been talking about this whole conversation. Yeah. But she turned it right back on me. I said, first, you have to finish your homework, then you can watch your show. And she responded, No, mommy, first, I'll watch my show, then I'll do my homework. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does it to me all the time. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's so funny. When 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 she does that, what do you do back? Like, what did you say when she turned this one around? Um, on you? I, I think I just say like, no, Amy, that's not how it's going to go. You know, yeah. first you have to do that. And then I just repeat it. Yeah. Yeah. And does she, yeah. I mean, a lot of parents do this. Do you, do you give on it? Do you tell her like, okay, do you ever say you can do the then first? Do you know what I mean? Um, I try not to. Good. <laughs> um, yeah, I try. I think most times I don't. It Again, it, it, it probably comes down to what's going on that day. So um, again, right now I try and have them do something that I want them to do before they get a TV show. Mm-hmm. So they have to clean up, then they can have their show. Um, but if it's kind of like the last one of the day and I can tell that they're really tired and I want them to do a super good job, but they only do like a half good job, then I might let them still have their show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of gauge like how the day is going and how they're feeling and how much I've pushed already for mm-hmm. my agenda. Um, and, and then also because I'm, I am kind of resetting the the boundaries and enforcing them very, very strictly yep. on an, on a number of areas. Um, like I, I give myself a break. So if I, let's say like, you know, if I let them have a show before they clean up today, then I just recognize, okay, I'm doing this today, but, but, um, I have to really follow through tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So, because I have, uh, you know, I have found there's a reason why negotiators say like, don't give in because then it sets a precedent. Exactly. And you don't want to do that. And I have done that over the summer. If I let them have a show before they get dressed, for example, mm-hmm. then one show becomes, no, mommy, can we have two? Mm-hmm. And if you say, no, you agreed to what, 
to get dressed after you watch the show, they push back. And so then I've told them, if you can't get dressed after your first show, then tomorrow you don't get a show before you get dressed. Yeah. 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 And it, it, has that worked? Yeah. 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 Good. My my older one, again, like she comes around, so she knows and she'll be like, Amy, just get dressed. You know, <laughs> this is what mommy said, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I That is such an important aspect is, uh, you know, setting those limits and sticking with them. So like, I have a friend who when her kids were really small, um, she said, she, like she had a seven-year-old or something and she at the time and she said listen if you keep doing this you're not going to have any tv for the next month mm. and the child kept doing it so so she was like oh my god like I've basically punished myself <laughs> yeah because, like, exactly you know as much as I think in today's modern world the the tv set or the youtube or whatever is such a babysitter and um as much as we all no, we're not supposed to be doing that and maybe don't do it very often. There are still times when it when it happens. And um, it's it's kind of comforting to know that you they're they're safe in front of Sesame Street and you can go and wash your hair or, uh, you know, plan tonight's dinner or something like that. And um, or, or sit and watch it with them. Actually, I used to enjoy that, too. Um, yeah, that's actually something I kind of feel guilty about because, you know, I hear like I hear watch the show with the kids and, and explain it to them. And they actually did that in Hannah's social skills camp where they would watch um, like a short film and they would pause it throughout and talk about what was going on and what do you think is going to happen next. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, it's so smart. But on the other hand, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like this is my time when I can get this done, this done, and this done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think, you know, I um, – Soon, I don't in real time. I don't know if we will have had this interview yet or not. But soon, I am. I have the privilege of speaking with the president of the American Academy of Pediatrics, mm -hmm. and I'm so excited about that. And one of the things that I'm thinking about it because the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends no screens at all for children under age three. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I can't even imagine an American child not being exposed to any screens until they're three years old. Can you imagine that? Well, I actually did that with Hannah. So with oh, my older wonderful. one, she, yeah, she had no TV before she was three. But then, you know, Amy's got an older sister and sister's yeah. watching TV. Yeah. And so what am I going to do with Amy? So yeah. she has been exposed to TV before she was three. Mm -hmm. But again, it, it comes down to balance, right? Yeah. And yeah. um they still have to get outside for an hour every day because that's part of the pediatric recommendation, the 5210. And I had this conversation with my kids the other day. Like, you can't you can't pick when you – like, they'll say to me, well, mommy, we haven't had two hours of screen time yet. We've only had an hour and a half. <laughs> and then I'll just say, well, you can't pick and choose. Yeah. And it also said eat five fruits and vegetables or get, like – one hour of outdoor physical activity. So if you want your last little bit of screen time, you get your hour of outdoor time yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That makes me think of, I, I was just thinking too, that it's a different world. Even with a, a, a nine-year-old and a six-year-old, they are, they were preschoolers in a different world than yes. today's preschoolers because because there's video on everybody's phone, you know, and um, you can watch something really fast. You can watch like a speedy thing with 14 commercials on YouTube or something like that. It, mm -hmm. It's such, it's changing so incredibly quickly. And um, 
I just wonder, you know, listeners, if if you're hearing this and you you do have a little child, you know, how do you keep that child away from screens? I'm so curious about that. Um, yeah, and I had my sister-in-law. She asked me the other day, you know, what what kind of apps did you use with the kids when they were younger? And I said we didn't. Yeah, they're like you know any. because if they're two, they don't need an app. It's not appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yet, like today. It's it, whether it's appropriate or not, I think is it's not debatable. It's not appropriate. Right. But it's being done. So, so, so. Yeah. So often, and the funny so. thing is, is that my husband actually did develop one of those apps. Oh, for wow. Babies, <laughs> yeah, where it's like it's, you know, they look like those little wooden blocks with the alphabet on them, yeah, and it's, yeah. you know, to teach the kids the alphabet and things like that. So he actually did it. But um I don't, I don't know if my kids use it all that much, but I, I totally get it. And, yeah. and particularly, yeah, if you're in the car and they're screaming and you, you want to stay focused on driving, you just give it to them and yeah. Yeah. you let them like play on a game or like I, I told her, I think the ones that we use were actually like the story ones. So, um, you know, like Grover, the monster story and, oh, mm-hmm. don't turn the page. There might be a monster at the yeah. end of the story. Oh, I love that book. You the know? monster at the end of yeah. this book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they loved it. Yeah. So. So maybe like in a restaurant, we'd have it low and let them do that if we wanted to finish our dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it all comes down to balance and, and setting boundaries around it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and actually that, you know, just coming back to to our our kind of parent coaching call with you, I'm thinking that today we've kind of talked about uh, lowering your voice uh, when your child is screaming at you and kind of staying really, really super consistent and... Um, I'm trying to think some, you know, some of the other aspects of this conversation. <laughs> I'm blanking. Um, like on just how do you address when on a daily basis when when she's screaming at you or when when something doesn't go her way, kind of saying, OK, you know, you're right. This hasn't gone your way. And here's what you can do about it. You know, and I'm really I have a lot of sympathy for you. And I'm just kind of curious as we finish up. Um, I like to try and ask. Uh, in coaching calls, in the next twenty four to forty eight hours, um, can you can you think of one thing from today's call that you will try to implement? Um, I'll definitely try and use the quieter voice more often. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that would be. I think that would work really well for you. Um, well, yeah, definitely because have to... she's yeah, she's really really sensitive to tone. So the second I raise my tone, even just a teensy bit, or mm-hmm. or change, like if it sounds just a tiny bit angry. She responds right away. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, best of luck. I hope that works. Um, I, you know, if you as you get into the community and you try this, first of all, I definitely ask questions and follow up questions and stuff. Um, if it if it whether it works or not, I'd love to kind of hear about it. And um, if you have a specific situation, you know, in the next you know few days or whatever, where it either worked or didn't work, please make a post about it in in the Ninja Parenting community, and we will talk about it. I'll help you from there. Okay. Okay. All right. Wonderful. I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to say goodbye. And thank you so much, Sabrina, for coming on today and for our interview that that was up this past Tuesday. And I'm looking forward to talking with you in the community. Thanks, Karen. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Do you have a question about something your kid is doing that is driving you crazy? Well, don't let that continue. As Gordon from Sesame Street always says, asking questions is a good way of finding something out. Put my master's degree in early childhood education and years of experience working with young children to work for you. Go to weturnedoutok.com slash contact or email me at karen at weturnedoutok. 
or ask your question on the Facebook fan page, which is the We Turned Out Okay podcast page, or Instagram at We Turned Out Okay, or on Twitter at Stone Age Techie, or you can even snail mail it to me, Karen Lockholp, P.O. Box 61, Bellingham, Massachusetts, 02019, and you'll get your question answered here on a future Your Child Explained episode. We'll see you here for the next episode of We Turned Out Okay. Thanks so much for listening.